Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. And today we were, we're going to talk about um, something that I think a lot of people ask about, probably, and that is how we met each other. Yeah. And Where did uh, this all start? Yeah. <laughs> whole, Catherine and Thomas, where did y'all start? And I guess also the lessons that we've kind of learned along the way, because there's, there's quite a few. I guess, maybe we probably didn't know we were learning lessons. But looking back, I would say that we've learned a few. That's probably putting it very lightly. So let's get to where it started. High school, man. That's where it all started. So let's go through it kind of quick, though, and and we'll kind of come back to things. Okay. Maybe. Uh, But very briefly, we met in high school. Um, Thomas was a football player. I I was a cheerleader. That's right. We We sort of really met each other probably junior year. Had a couple classes together, junior, senior year. Went to prom um, together. Went to prom together. But, but weren't dating. Went our separate ways for college. Yeah. Although I was still pursuing. She was playing a lot of good defense. I wasn't playing. Um, <laughs> I was legit did not want to date you. <laughs> um, and then at sort of the end of college, maybe junior, senior year of college, reconnected. Yeah. Um, I finally relented to your... Gave in. I twisted her arm enough. Basically. That's exactly what happened. That she gave in, and um, we kind of met at kind of a critical point where we decided, yes, let's go ahead and and go through with this. Let's even start dating. uh, Yeah. Because we're very careful, non-betting people, and we said to each other, if we're going to do this, it's either going to be really good or really bad. Right. Thank goodness it was really good. So... That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. That's a very 30-second elevator speech for right. what that was. There were, obviously, there's a, there's a lot to that, and we will we will sort of unpack a lot of those things as we go through here, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> if anyone cares. Um, so, what would you say is the, the biggest lesson so far for you in all of this? Because I have a few things written down. Do you have things written down for how what lessons that you learned about dating somebody who didn't want to date you, pursuing someone who didn't want to date you? No, just sort of lessons okay. learned along the way. I, I guess. think probably the biggest lesson as a twenty one year old, you know, I mean we started dating when I mean we graduated college. We got married at twenty three. So we probably started dating around twenty, twenty one. We right. were very young. But I would still say looking back, uh, the lesson that I learned was that just because I have some vision in my head of the thing that should be doesn't make it, A, what's best for me or, well, what's right best or just my, sometimes my visions just aren't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how right, to explain So I know it. what you're talking about, but go ahead. So basically. Let's get into the details of that. So the details of that are, um, you know, what girl thinks that she's going to marry the shortest guy in school? Like, I don't know why height had anything to do with anything. It's so stupid. But um, in high school, I dated a guy who was like six feet tall. And I thought that was cute. I was this little cheerleader and it was cute. And then, you know, you came along and super persistent. But you were this little shrimpy guy. And it's like, I don't know. Get out of here, dude. Get out of here. Which is so You're not dumb. what I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, and like you dress in sweatpants all the time. For those of you that are watching on YouTube, I'm currently dressed in sweatpants. Yes, not much has changed. <laughs> I've improved you a little bit in your clothing wearing capabilities. But in general, like, you just just did not fit the picture of what I thought I was going to date and marry, which 
Which were all very um, superficial, maybe. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But then, you know, when we started, when I started spending time with you, even when we weren't dating, I spent time with you and I saw how kind you were to other people. I saw how you treated your nieces and nephews and how sweet you were to them. So, like, in my head, I was like, he'd be a great dad. He'd be a great, just a person, a human, a Christian man, you know, which, of course, those are the most important things. When you get married in in the long haul of life, those cute guys and the tall ones in high school, those are the usually, usually the first ones to go bald. They get fat. <laughs> yep. So, like, what you look at, like, at 20 is not obviously what you're going to look like at 50. Um, so, looks go. But the things that are inside you are the things that are most important. And so, I learned that lesson pretty quickly. Um, it just took me a minute to, to get took there. took some arm twisting for you to learn that? Well, or, or do you think you knew it and just the arm twisting helped? I knew it. But the arm twisting, well, I don't know if the arm twisting helped. I really don't know. I think the thing that really did do it was um, when I was in California, I lived with my sister for a summer, and um, we were not dating at the time, Mm -hmm. and I remember I came back for my mom's birthday. Her birthday's in July, and I flew back as a surprise for my mom for her birthday, and I saw you while I was in town to see her, and um, you sent me flowers when I got back. And I remember my brother-in-law said, why aren't you dating this guy? And it took me, like, I started. He's short. You can't see I know, how tall he like is. I know, the dumbest thing. <laughs> like, the dumbest. So I started thinking about it. And I was like, why am I not dating him? Like, what good reason do I really have? And then, you I know. I have to thank Todd for, for our marriage. Yeah. Really? I think so. Right. At least well, for the seed. he's listening, thank you. At least for the seed. Right. I know Christina's listening. Oh, okay. his wife, my sister, <laughs> she'll listen. So yeah, I would say the biggest lesson learned was that I learned to not have some such a, such a strict vision or such a strict idea of what the goal was or the thing that I thought that I wanted and stick so to it that I end up missing something really great. So I don't know that that's necessarily the first time I learned that lesson, but it definitely opened the door to my ideas that I have now, which we've talked about in podcasts previous when it comes to kids and, and business and all that, that I keep my eyes open to opportunities, to things upcoming. Um, and that's part of the reason I don't make these huge goals. I have a, I have a overall umbrella thing that I'd love to do, but I got to keep my eyes open for the goals around, you know, the opportunities, the doors opening, or else you could really miss something really good. Right. Because you're looking right over it. I'm looking right over at the six foot tall strapping man that dresses in polo shirts, which is all the outside pretty stuff. Right. But once you go on the inside, maybe it's not so good. Maybe he's a jerk, you know? Maybe I mean, obviously, ideally, you'd like to find the the tall six foot strapping young man that's also a great guy on the inside. Yeah. You know. Not not always so. Those are really, but okay. And then on the flip side of that, you have to look into the side of yourself and go. Yeah, so that's where I was going to go with mine. Okay. I was, because I think it's, I talk about this with my students when we do, I don't even know how it comes up. It comes up in my class. If you take my math class, we talk about stuff like this. (laughs) (laughs) But a big part of it is talking, that we talk about is you have to know yourself before you can try to look for other things and other people that you might think that you like yeah, or that you want. But knowing yourself as a teenager is tough. Oh, absolutely. It is, it's, it's super tough. And I don't even know if it's fair for a teenager to try to get to know themselves as a 17. I mean, you know, you're going to change a lot, hopefully. You are, time. but I, I think that at your core, 
you know. Oh, sure. You know who you yeah, are. Yeah, you have your values. Sure, and you stuff. might. You know, I like, I like this TV show, or I like these kind of people. They're sure. cool to hang out with now. You know, five years from now, I'll never hang out with those people. But you know who you are. Yeah. And you need to take time. And I would say, I spend a lot of time crying in my room. Joking, not joking. <laughs> not not joking. <laughs> Sorry. No, but I, I did spend a lot of time thinking about who I was as a person and what I wanted. There was, so, you know, this is sort of off topic, but coming back to the topic, um, I grew up with four brothers and we grew up in a very religious family. And it was always sort of one of these things like, one of you is going to be a priest. And everybody thought it was me, including myself, <laughs> for a very long time. Ruin that one for you, too. I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know that you ruined it for me, but I would say it was definitely something I was considering. Sure. But at at the same time, when when you're thinking about that, like you're doing a lot of like self. Sure. Like this inner work of who am I as a person and what do I really want okay, so, out of things. Okay, so my self analyzation, an, analyzing, analyzation, is that a word? Analyzation? Is that a word? Analysis. An- analysis. <laughs> analysis oh my goodness we need to start every single episode i say some word really badly and i you guys all know what i mean (laughs) no i was gonna go a different direction with that in that who do i think i am that that would be the person that i would like do do you see what i'm saying like who am i to think that i would like the like hottest like my perception of what the most attractive person is like is that is that someone who would be interested in me like what what am i like am i a three out of ten am i a three and he's an eight like you're a scranton seven (laughs) new york six (laughs) so what are we like what are we doing that we can't even like we all have these like high goals of these person we're gonna is physical attributes of somebody and it's like we can't all marry tens you know because we're not all tens it's true you might have a ten personality. Yeah, but there's nothing nothing wrong with reaching for a ten if you're a seven well, or whatever. That's true. You know. But anyway. I'd rather have a no, looking back, lessons learned, I would rather have a ten personality and a three on the attractive physical attractive scale yeah. than to go the opposite direction with that. Yeah. And I tell people that all the time. Like, man, we got lucky. We, we got did. real I, lucky. So I was gonna say, and that was the second sort of takeaway that I was gonna go with. Is and that will sort of lead us into the next thing that we're going to talk about. Is that a lot of times you don't really know what you want, and you just do kind of get lucky. You you happen into the right person while you're at the grocery store, or out with your friends, or in our case, you just happen to go to high school with this person. Yeah, that you know, and you got to meet them, uh, and that happened to be the person. You know, it happened to be the person, and you got married. And then there wasn't some crazy weird thing that you learned about that person that you never would have known. And everything just worked out. And everything has worked out. I mean, you know, for 14 years, who knows what might happen tomorrow. Right. All right. Well, let's take a break. Uh, There's two other things that we're going to talk about. And then we'll take a question from one of our listeners. Welcome back, everybody, to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. Uh, we're talking about our how we met, and it sort of led to a discussion about relationships. And I think a question that comes up a lot, uh, and I don't know if people have asked you this, probably people ask you this more than they ask me, is 
How did you know that he was the one? Or for me, how did I know how'd that she was? How did you know he was the one? Ooh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all know famously my parents didn't think you were the one. No, they didn't. A so, lot of people didn't think I was the one. A lot of people didn't think you were the one either. Yeah, so, yeah. We both, we both, both had... Ways. Yeah, we had both going on. Um, how did I know that you were the one? Um, well, you treated me kindly. Kind? You were kind to me. Forever and ever, like no matter what we did, you were always kind. I would, you're the most patient human on the planet, and I'm the most impatient human. And so, if you could be so patient, you needed the yin and the yang there. I, I, yeah, I think so. I don't know that it was that clear to me at the time, but of course, you being able to just handle me, um, Dennis. I mean, you know, some, you. <laughs> sometimes sometimes really strong-willed people, as strong-willed as they are, they need for somebody to be able to just handle their crap, like, without reaction. I was, I grew up in a very reactive household, as you know. Yes. And I was used to my anger or my whatever getting immediate reaction mm-hmm. um, and anger back or, you know, some reaction to where we're yelling at each other or something all the time. And you didn't do that, which was great. Um, of course, I also saw the way that you treated your nieces and nephews. Like I mentioned before, you were great with babies. Um, and I knew that I wanted to have a family someday. So those were probably the, the two big things, but just how you treated me, you know, and you've never been like a door, you know, opening my door type of a guy like that, that, stereotypical romantic right. type not that but we used to write notes to each other and letters to each other and it was just Back very in the day of sending a letter yep yeah there's this thing called usps yeah and i had a college uh mailbox a p.o I box remember that. um so you used to write we used to write notes to each other you know and it was obvious that i don't know i just we never lived in the day of dating someone we didn't know like i knew you for a long time mm-hmm um, and so you weren't a completely unknown person, which I think helped me tremendously. I don't think, I've always said, I don't think I could marry somebody that I was a complete stranger. Um, of course you were a complete you, stranger at some, at time, some point I was, yeah, but you, you knew me by the time we were married, we probably had known each other for six years, years yeah. maybe. Yeah. And I knew where you came from. I knew you had a similar side. You had almost the same number of siblings as I have. Um, you were the same birth order as I am. Yeah. And so I, you know, I don't know that I believe that. We'll time, have to talk about birth orders later. Yeah, let's do an episode is, on that's birth a good order. One. It's a really yeah, good, let's it's do an, an interesting that. thing that we've looked into. Yeah, so you're third and I'm third, yeah. uh, which is right smack in the middle of six and seven kids. And so I think that we were raised similarly in a lot of ways. Right. And so I think we had a lot of the same values, which sometimes that can be a clashing thing for couples. You know, sometimes that's not the, the sure. greatest thing, but for us, it worked out well. Well, we do have a lot of things like that in common, but you're right. I mean, I remember when we were dating, me coming over to your parents' house just to like, you know, like to pick you up, but I wasn't always like, hey, I'll pick you up. And then like we were leaving immediately. A lot of times I'd come in and I'd sit and we'd have conversations. Yeah. And it was almost always we were going to leave there because you were fighting with your mom or your yeah. sister. Yeah. And then it was time to go because the fight had escalated to the escalated. point where I, to and leave. I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. That I just, it was, I don't know if you thought that that was awkward. It was definitely awkward at first for me. No, like, wow, I'm, these people are just like letting each other have it. Yeah. So, on, so from your perspective, were you like, what am I getting myself into? No, I, I just, I, I don't know that I thought you, much of it. I just was you like, marry this the is family. really interesting, you know? <laughs> this is not how we wow. roll. What a, what a psychological study this is. Yeah. I mean, I just, 
I didn't think much of it. I mean, like, I think I was, at first, I was like, this is weird. You know, they're, you they're really getting after you it. You must have but. thought something of it, because your family, and not your family, but your brother and some of our friends, guy friends, still tell oh, stories yes. about yeah. coming to my house. Well, I guess for me, it's sort of normalized after a while. <laughs> like, <after the laughs> Great. First, you know, like, you the first time, you're you're really, like, shell-shocked. Talk about perspective. Then, it wasn't like the fifth time you came over and you step back and go, wait a minute, this is normalized in my head now. This is probably yeah. not good, that I'm I'm okay with this now. But yes, for my brother and some of my friends have been over. They've only been over there once or twice, so they're only memories. But they will <laughs> never forget it, yeah. ever, ever. So I think it scarred them a little more than it scarred me because yeah. I had I had encountered it a lot more. Yeah. Well, they got mad at you because we would leave them alone. Apparently, I didn't know that that was the case. But I didn't either. But apparently, that did. We happen. We would bring them all over, and you and I would go off somewhere and leave them alone with my parents, which was fun times. Anyway. Tell me the other things that is a reason why you love me, Thomas. <laughs> Let me put my hands on underneath my chin and listen to the ways. Um, so for me, obviously through this whole experience, I was always the person that had the crush on you. You were not it was not maybe at some point in high school you probably had a little bit of a crush on me, at least that's as I remember it. Um, but then definitely while we were in college, not interested. You wanted to go off, do your own thing, you didn't want a boyfriend. Whereas I was still pursuing you the whole time. Um, so I remember when we did finally get back together at some point. You weren't trying to, you know, karate chop me every time you saw me. <laughs> and we're like, hey, you know, are we interested in dating right now? I remember thinking, like, well, hang on. If we start dating right now. Like this is either gonna because we had a good friendship. This mm-hmm. is either gonna completely ruin our friendship, mm-hmm. or this could be it. You know, at twenty-one years old, yeah. twenty-two years, whatever, however old we were when we started dating. Um, so I would say that that was probably crazy to say. That was probably the point. You just for decided. Me. Like, you were it, like, yeah, like it's it just had to be, be a decision. Like it has to be this or. Or it's just going to be a complete failure. Yeah. And you know how I am with things. I mean, like when I dive in, <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I mean. Well, as as my friend Heather and I talked about in college, prob- we were probably dating then. But I remember um, we talked about dating and boys and whatever. And I remember telling her that love is a commitment. And I can't think of You that. said it the other way around. It's a choice a and choi- then a commitment. That's right. It's a choice and a commitment. So once you make the choice and the commitment, that's it. Like right. you just keep deciding to choose and commit to love somebody right. and to stay with them. So hopefully you make a good choice at the beginning because it makes the commitment part easier. Yeah. Um, but of course, sometimes that doesn't work out. I'm not sure. saying that that's not the case, sure. but we were kind of more bound and determined because we had a, we did have a very good friendship, and I think we both worried that if it didn't, you know, end one way, then it would end real badly. You right. know. So, as alluded to earlier, um, you know, there were people that didn't think that this whole thing should have gone down the way it did. Um, So, at some point, when we were sort of like coming to this decision, like, should we start dating? Because if we start dating, we kind of know where that's probably going to lead us. Uh, The two people that I really respected their opinion of, I was like, look, let me talk to you all about what's going on. And we knew each other from high school, and then when you left to go to college, it, like, completely wrecked my world. Um, So, 
I went and saw my dad and I was like, Hey, you remember Catherine, you know, we're thinking about dating and he's like, don't do it, man. Remember last time? I mean, it just, it killed you. Don't do it. I was like, all right. So that guy says, no, let me go to the other guy. I really respect. See what he's going to say. Surely priest, he'll want to agree. The priest that married us. <laughs> I was like, father, father, what do you think? Like, here's the situation where you think he's like, and this is also the priest that thought that I was going to be a priest. Uh-huh. So I'm sure there was a little bias there too. Like, a little bit. He was trying to pull you over right. his He's side. like, no, man, don't do it. It's a really bad decision. I was like, well, gosh, both guys, I really respect their opinion. They both said no. And then what happened? I really <laughs> Let's go for it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your definition of go for it is because I don't recall us. Did you talk to them when we when you and I talked about, oh, friendship versus dating? Yeah, like we I, were, it had to have been in that time period. Like we were thinking about it, basically. Right. You guys, we're the most boring 21-year-olds ever. We're like, we really are. Dis- trying to decide if we're we gonna probably had some flow charts some pros, pros I mean, and cons what on earth going on looking back it's like what in the actual heck most people just they just yes or no let's just you know, whatever yeah happens. thomas is and like consulting happens, happens. priests and dads and i'm right <laughs> i was probably like what'd they say <laughs> what are we doing they <laughs> both said no okay let's do it <laughs> seems about right that sounds about right yeah, I mean, I guess when you know, you just know. <laughs> then why were you asking questions? <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I was going for advice, maybe, and I wasn't expecting them to get a no. Yeah. It was more like a, counsel me through this. That still doesn't answer the question of how you knew I was the one. Is that not a fair question to ask? Because maybe there's never, um, like, a point. Because I guess your case, you thought I was the one since, like, high school. Maybe. I don't know if that's how you thought of things. No. Yeah. No, I definitely not in high school, especially. I'm going to marry this girl at You're just, 16 years old, yeah. 17 years old. I would say it probably started off as a crush. You were a really pretty girl in high school. You were a cheerleader. You were the homecoming queen. Like, like you, you were popular in my head. You're popular. The and... word was is so prevalent in this sentence structure Why? that I can't. <laughs> this you... was in the past. <laughs> you were so pretty. You were so popular. No. You are popular still among the McGill-Tillman class of 2001. Um, in, the, in the year 2001. Look, this goes back to me not being able to handle a compliment. See episode about... Five Love Languages. Five Love Languages. It was the last this is, episode, this actually. This is direct... Episode nine. Link to that. Um, so that's probably where it started, but I didn't know you. You know, you were yeah. just some Object to be had. Yeah. yeah. You, I was the six foot tall. Yes, you were. Boy wearing Ralph Lauren. Strapping young man. Whatever. Right. Yeah. But then as I got to know you, all the things that you're saying to I me, mean, we had we had a lot in common. You have a, I don't know how to say this nicely because you're not, you have a very strong personality. Yeah. That's putting it nicely. But I like, like, I, I like somebody that knows what they want. <laughs> Or is, definitely don't want. Or don't want. Yeah, they just let me know. Like I, <laughs> Oh, I let you know and plenty. And you do let me know. And yeah. you, no, I'm saying I let you know back then and you still didn't listen. Well, just because you didn't, you didn't know. I knew what you need, wanted, uh, but you didn't know. And yeah. I was trying to help you. But honestly, I think my, my personality type also is I think I needed to be pursued. I think that that was probably my jam. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think that I would have been fine with like. You going gaga over somebody. Mm, I don't think so. That's not really my jam. That's interesting. So that's something we'll have to talk about later because that might be, there might be something there that needs to be, needs to be uh, analyzed a little further. Analyzed. I love some 
word that I can't think of right now again. You used it right though. Self analysis. No self analysis. That's what it is. Is that the word you're looking analysis. for earlier? Self awareness is really right. Is really the overall. And we are going to talk about self awareness in a different maybe episode. in a different uh, podcast. So let's go ahead and end it there. Um, we'll take a little break, and when we come back, we will take a question from one of our listeners. Welcome back to Building Aaronsburg. We are going to take a question from a listener. Um, This listener asks, I do all of the apps, the dating apps. How do you find the right one? I'm 35 years old. How do I find the right one? You guys, you might be barking up the wrong tree asking us about dating apps. Right. A little bit. Yeah. I don't even know if I'd be able to go to like a bar or the idea of entering back into a dating I world. I cannot imagine what... The, I was bad at dating to begin with. Same. I can't even imagine how bad I would be at that right now. Yeah, I dated like two guys, not including you, in college. And I don't even know how that happened. Like, I am not going to be at a bar. I was in college, right. in my dorm at 9 p.m. Go to bed early. Yeah. And now you throw kids into the equation. That's just, I can't even imagine what anyway, that's like. Anyway, we just watched the movie for the second time, date night last night. That is our life. That is hundred percent. Anyway, except we have four kids instead of just two. Right. And not the crazy part of the story. Anyway, um, but to answer the question, um, I heard something really interesting the other day that I think is worth repeating. Um, I listened to a podcast. Um, the Scrubs Rewatch podcast with Zach Braff and Donald Faison, which has nothing to do with any of the stuff we're talking about, except for they kind of have this Q&A section at the end where they answer a listener's question that calls in. They actually talk to him on Zoom. And um, they mentioned something about dating, and they were they were older, and their parents were starting to get on them about not... Finding somebody. Yeah, not getting married. Don't want to be lonely. The yeah, they hadn't settled down. You know, they're in an area of the world or the United States that kind of expects that. And anyway, so of course they're telling like, don't be pressured. You know, you're not, you're not dead yet. You're 35 years old. It's not 37, whatever they were. Um, But Zach brought up up something that I thought was a really interesting point. And I'm kind of just repeating it because I'm not on dating apps, so I don't know. But in that dating app world, there's so many people on this app. On the mul- I mean, there's multiple apps. Right. And the same people are on multiple apps or some of them right. on some and not the others. But you tend to swipe left, swipe right, whatever it is, accept a date. And then you go out with this person. And there can be maybe like one small thing that kind of like eats at you a little bit. But it's not really a big deal. Mm-hmm. But then you won't take a second date because you know that if you go back to the app, there's someone else there. Right. That doesn't have that. Well, that you, don't, that, that you don't know of yet. Right. But then you take <laughs> that person out, and they've got something different. Right. Like, we've lost the ability to cope. Or not cope, but what's the word? Like, um, I don't know what the word is for it. Basically, get along with other people and not be annoyed over some small thing that, like, kicks them out of possibly the rest right. of your well, life being good. I think also good. that they worry that that one small thing, well, that's going to end up being some nagging thing, and it's going to ruin our relationship because... But what if it doesn't? So you're not willing to right. give it a couple months? Like, it's like, people just feel like they're burning time so fast um, right. that they can't even give it a couple months to even figure it out. Or well, I think it also gets back to what we talked about earlier, 
is you have this idea of what the perfect partner is. They have to be X feet high and this type of body type with this kind of job that pays this kind of money and has this kind of background and these sort of, you know, personal skills. And if they're missing one of those things, like, ah, let's just go to the next guy. But remember, self-analysis. You're not a 10 either. Right. We're, none of us are 10s. We've all got faults and failures. We've all got um, addictions or, you know, something. We've got something. Everyone sure. has something. Don't you forget it. Don't let social media tell you otherwise. Everyone has a thing that to someone else would be considered undesirable or that you don't like about yourself even. Right. That you don't want someone to to find at fault with you. You know, you're already hard enough on yourself about it. You don't want somebody else to pick on you about it too. So why not give someone else grace? There's some, I mean, of course, there's some things that are deal breaker type things. Sure. But in some of those things you can find out pretty quick. But I, I just found the point of... With dating apps and these days with dating, it's so much easier to just like next, next, right. next. Um, right. Especially because, I mean, I don't, again, I don't know how these dating apps work, <laughs> but I would, you could probably get four or five dates lined up pretty quickly and you go to the first one and it's like, nah, that person's got this imperfection. I know I have three more dates, four more dates yeah. set up. Let me just go to the next guy. Yeah, which is interesting because people act like it's so limited, it's hard to get a date, whatever, but it seems easier than ever in some cases right. to to just swipe left or I don't even know which one's the accepting one, but swipe left or right and show up at a date. You know, I have told you time and time again, even though you're making that crazy face right now, that I have built you a very fine personal profile through my social media. If I die, you're going to have a very long line of women out the door, waiting to date you. You won't even have to try. You know why? Because I've promoted you on social media and how handy you are. And we've gotten to the age, we're 38, where women don't care about being tall and strappy anymore. They care about... you. They just put, want a good man. They do. Times have changed. He's, he's a good man. I was an old 80-year-old woman from day one, and I wanted a good man from the start. Well, except for that, like, Flash in the pan where I wanted the strappy old. I wanted everything. You always want everything. Nothing wrong with that. Anyway. So that's it for our conversation on how we met, relationships, and all the things. If you guys want to follow us on social media, how can you get to us, Thomas? You can reach out to us on our Insta at Building Aaronsburg. You can email us at buildingaaronsburg at gmail.com. Facebook. We are also on Facebook, Building Aaronsburg. Yeah. And if you want to follow me, Catherine, on social media, you can follow me at Catherine Aaronsburg. And that's probably the more interesting thing to follow <laughs> because she posts so much. <laughs> so you would probably get a lot out of that. But thank you for listening. Until next week. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. You said listeners. Good job. I know. Instead I, of viewers. I work very hard at my craft. <laughs> it's your craft. <laughs> the craft of podcasting. It is a craft. Let's go. Keep Persu going. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I have no more pursuance energy left. <laughs>